0: Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Refirement Life. This is Christine
1: Zamuda. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Mugay. Today's episode, we're going to talk about health hacks for living longer. And before we get into the subject at hand, we're going to talk a little bit about reflection. So uh, I will say Muge had a big, big family weekend. Um, we had my niece's Wedding, which she celebrated with 450 of her friends and family. Her mother comes from a huge, huge family. I think their list alone was 174 people, lots of kids, lots of. activities, um, super, super fun and just really nice to experience that. I've, I knew my niece since she was eight years old. She in fact came on the, uh, my first date with my husband because he brought her. <laughs> wow. So Amazing. it was fun to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Super fun. Yeah. So that was, um, the joy and it was a little bit of an up and down weekend. I had two friends, who lost uh, close family members, um, uh, a really, really good friend I've known for years, I had a super special relationship with her grandfather, and I think he just passed at 96. And then another um, dear, dear friend lost her dad. So when you're you're seeing, um, you know, the ups and downs in life and uh, just experiencing those and having experienced loss before, you just really uh, takes you to the moment, takes you to be really present and grateful for the people we have in our lives and, and the moments we spend. That's uh, that's terrific. Um, uh, it sounds like it was
2: uh, a combination weekend of reflection, celebration, and celebration of life uh, as well. And I think you hit a key point uh, that we need to be so mindful of, uh, Christine, as much as we possibly can, as our human minds allow, allow. that is um, uh, being thankful for the people around us and prioritizing those relationships to make the most of the moments that we have with them so true.
1: So through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then how about you? How did you spend your weekend? So, um, I had a great weekend, uh, mm-hmm. and
2: a highlight uh, was um, my husband and I went to Shania Twain's concert uh, in Houston. We braved the hot weather. It was an outdoor concert, um, uh, but we are, uh, especially me, I'm a big fan of Shania Twain. I love the um, her uh, message, uh, you know, let's go, girls, uh, the fringe, <laughs> the boots, the sparkle. Um, I've been a long time fan of hers and didn't want to miss the chance to see her. Um, so, the concert was fantastic fantastic, totally sold out. Um, uh, the the part that also made me, in addition to having great fun, uh, was to reflect on her uh, life and career trajectory. Um, that made me feel like she really does exemplify uh, refinement. So when you look at her trajectory, and, and I took the time to read about it a little bit more after the concert, is... Um, she actually took a pretty extended break uh, Mm -hmm. from performing. Um, And um, after her divorce and dealing with the personal situation, she came back to performing. Um, She completed two uh, Las Vegas residencies. um, And now she is on tour, um, a global tour, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of her first album. Um, And, you know, you look at her, she certainly doesn't need the money. Um, She doesn't need to do any of this. Um, at the age of 57, uh, she's taking the stage, she's touring, she's uh, reinvented herself to a certain extent, and she's connecting with her thousands of fans who continue to love to see her. So that that just made me think about all the conversations we are having around, um, you know, retirement um, and connecting um, to the essence of what drives our passion uh, and um, what a great um you know reinvigorating um energizing experience that is so i was thankful that um she is taking those steps so we get to enjoy her music live so it was a, it was a fantastic um fantastic saturday night
1: that is awesome that is awesome she is still i remember looking up even recently the top 10 selling albums of all time i think she's number 3 with that 25 year ago Outbreak, um, you know, man, it feels like a woman at that, that yes. song, right? Right? Yes. Yeah. And and it's funny that you mentioned Shania Twain because at our wedding, um, my sister in law's family has an, a unique tradition that I've never seen, but apparently they do it at every wedding. Is after the groom and mother dance, the father daughter dance, they'll bring the groom in the middle of the dance floor, and they surround him and they dance too that don't impress me much. My yes. <laughs> wow, I love it. And there is I mean this family's huge and it's all the young women. It's not the older women. It's like the probably I don't know from maybe 12 to 30. And they're all pointing at him and singing loud.
2: And
1: (laughs) I love it.
2: Probably he's feeling great at that point, being surrounded by all these women telling him that don't impress me much. He's like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what expression to wear on my face.
1: Welcome to the family. (laughs)
2: That's right. I love that. I love that tradition. And, uh, you know, that's among the favorites. Um, She's done a great job during the stage with digital media. Um, Mm. So that was a state of art concert and Impress Express was uh, part of the digital uh, backdrop. Um, So um, what a great tradition. I I love it. That could be like an initiation, which I guess it was in this instance, into the family. If you survive (laughs) that, you belong.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's been going for some time. All right. So um, let's get into the topic. So today we're going to talk about um, longevity secrets and even, you know, some, I would say, healthcare fads, you know, wh- what would we know about them? What do we experience from them? So we're going to talk about uh, intermittent fasting. We're going to talk about Pilates and bar. We're going <laughs> to talk about laughing yoga and ice baths.
2: All right. I can't wait to take the plunge, so to speak. That's right. awesome. <laughs> and if I can walk away with a couple tips here to manage
1: my waistline, that will be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let's start with intermittent fasting. So, so this, you know, I've talked to people who do this well, um, and, it seems really manageable, right? Um, What you do here is you only eat during an eight hour window and you can eat what you want. You know, obviously don't go crazy overboard, but try and make good choices. And then for the other 16 hours, you don't eat. And what this does is it essentially um, helps you regulate your insulin levels easier Um, it helps you, uh, basically go into ketosis. So you're burning fat and, um, you know, essentially improving your metabolic health. They're doing all kinds of studies now to say, Hey, does this help you live longer? They're seeing some early signs in animal studies that it does boost brain health by doing this intermittent fasting. And I think it's something that could be interesting just to try if you haven't tried it already.
2: Yeah, that that's actually a practice um, that has been recommended by um, medical doctors as well mm-hmm. as one of the ways by which um, you could consider managing the whole uh metabolism and your weight and, and and everything else so um i don't know i think you have to try it the the mm-hmm. when you're describing it christina i'm like this sounds like a practice that would ruin my life um <laughs> i i mean because um a lot of what we do um, is um, tied to food scene socially, so mm-hmm. you have to be really mindful of that, um, and uh, I, I struggle with that, especially at night. Um, having said that, the benefits may outweigh the in- uh, interim um, inconvenience um, as you make it a habit, so it's definitely worth trying. Um, the other thing um, uh, that I wanted to reflect on also is, um, let's assume you found a window that suits you for eight hours of um, food and the remaining is no food and what you eat in that period really matters so it's not like uh, you know open pizza buffet um, and all the chicken wings you want um, uh, which I guess could be taken as such Um, but what you eat also matters and I've been uh, reading a lot about what you eat and the impact of that on the key metrics uh, that Mm -hmm. feed into longevity like cholesterol and all the good stuff and um I think it's becoming more and more apparent um, uh, the benefits of plant-based diet to the extent possible, uh, reducing the red meats, uh, focusing it mm-hmm. more on, um, uh, you know, lentils, beans, um, that uh, that type of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, to the extent possible, the truth is, as we age, these become even more important, um, staying away from all my favorites, cookies, cakes, <laughs> ice cream, the the you know, that kind of stuff that contains ton of sugar, butter, and saturated fats. So um, what we eat when we eat it. And then I think um, without uh, even reading too much into it, like how we feel after we consume something is probably is a good indicator whether it's doing us good or not. I mean, ultimately we do know. Now what we do about it is a different topic. That's so true.
1: That's so true. I had a situation and this was this is I know exactly the year because it's um I was working for a startup company where I was the only employee in the mid-Atlantic. And I got in this routine where I would drink like two cups of coffee in the morning with nothing. And I was just so focused on the job that I'd work, work, work through lunch. Right. And then I would like two o'clock, I had, didn't eat breakfast. Two o'clock, I was like, okay, get something to eat, you know, get through dinner at like seven and I didn't realize it, but I was doing intermittent fasting because it was just like the same routine every single day. And all of a sudden people were like, yeah, you're losing weight. I was like, I'm not trying, <laughs> but it was a combination of just getting in this routine, doing the same thing every day. And I wasn't going into an office as well before COVID. And, um, so I think, I think it does work. My, my challenge is I'm such a night owl, that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could eat I could eat late in the morning, but I'm usually up at 12 midnight. And then Mm -hmm. at 12 midnight, if you haven't eaten since like mm, seven o'clock, you start to get hungry. Yes, you need popcorn
2: or something like (laughs) that. Um (laughs) yeah, that's right. I mean, that is that is the challenge. so i I don't know how to uh, master that to give it a fair shot. Um, so um I will, I think try to focus on um, what I eat when I eat, um, and and the piece that um, uh, has come to forefront a little bit more to continue to improve the quality of nutrition intake is mm-hmm. the amount of protein um, that mm-hmm. we take, which actually is not that easy to get the right amount of protein. Um, And when we do, it does help with the feelings of uh, fullness, uh, protein and fiber, Uh, being Mm -hmm. at the heart of the diet, um, uh, you know, with the muscle retention. um, uh, It's almost like um, uh, eat more, but more quality. So the protein intake, according to Harvard Health, besides other things, is a very key element, Um, and, you know, it can come from a cup of Greek yogurt, um, you know, lentil soup, whatever the case is. So on average, 46 to 50 grams of protein a day. you know, is a recommended guideline. So, um, you know, try to curtail the cravings um, Mm -hmm. that we all may get for different things, whether sweet or salty or the snacks that we reach for, whether we need it or not, Um, you know, trying to compensate and overcome that with a more intentional diet that includes um, protein. So uh, so what I'm wondering is where does wine fit with all of this? Is it like a, a major food group? Uh, is it a protein? <laughs> where can we fit that in the intermittent fasting uh, theme here? Yeah, I think it's a major food group. I I think so, too.
1: It's grapes. It's water.
2: (laughs) Yes, it goes with pasta. uh, You know, you linger over it. It helps social connections to a certain extent. Yes, I agree. That's an unproven food group. Um, But, you know, it may come about at some point um, and recognizing the pyramid. Just not yet. Maybe it was recognized in Roman ancient times and we lost it. Right,
1: <laughs> we got to do some history there, history <laughs> <Right>. research. <laughs> right. All right, so so we're, we're we're thinking about eating better, and now if you eat better, you should also take care of your body and do some exercise. So I think we're going to talk about two different types of exercise here, and I think the first, uh, Pilates, I think is a well-kept secret among many women. I'm starting to see men attend the classes. But I hadn't seen that in mm, the early days of of doing this. So Pilates, for those who are not familiar, um, really focuses on core strength, a lot of um, muscle and strength resistance, especially if you're doing the class on a reformer, which has, you know, weights and um, you're doing a lot of moves to help establish a mind body connection, and I find that, you know, that this is one of the most efficient exercises that there is. It just works really well. You feel it everywhere. Um, it's not like crazy cardio. You like, you don't walk out sweating, but just the, the strength and the strength that it builds and the way it works, I think quickly when you're doing it and you continue to do it a couple, maybe, you know, twice a week, it really makes a difference. So I wanted to bring that one up. Uh, Because I think it's um, helpful, not only for the, the physical strength building, but also that mind body connection on balance on other things that are so important as we get older.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it is also important to have a diversity of workouts. Um, uh, So, yeah, I I come from the traditional notion of unless you are just jumping and running around and sweating profusely, probably that didn't count. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the high intensity interval training kind of stuff. And and I think, uh, you know, if you're able to do that, that's fine. But there is so much goodness in these other types of workouts that may create a more sustained uh, a, you know, regimen of strength, flexibility, mobility. Um, and uh, my experience recently um, is built upon the principles of Pilates uh, and yoga. That's that's the bar class that I've been mm-hmm. taking. And I was very hesitant about that. Uh, I'm like, well, what is bar? Like there's a bar and you do uh, moves like, um, you know, uh, ballerina people do. I'm like, I, I don't see you know, any of that being about me. So, you know, I faced my fears. I walked into the class and there, you know, a lot of other people. And, you know, it turns out to be another variation of a great workout that focuses on strength, uh, flexibility, mobility, without too much pressure on the joints. It's essentially a series of uh, very repetitive moves that leverage small weights um, and uh, uh, moves that may resemble the you know ballet moves and, and that makes it fun. It's very doable, um, but because of the repetition and the variety that you have, it really is a great um, variation of a workout that, that I think is worth uh, trying. Uh, And what, um, uh, you know, impressed me about it is um, just, you know, gentle on the joints, you know, you're Mm -hmm. not jumping, you're not, um, you know, just um, sweat coming down everywhere, Uh, but you're able to work muscles um, that support the body that you wouldn't have gotten to otherwise. Um, So, you know, you use the resistance band, you use the light weights, you use a, a, you know, ball. Um, So fantastic, a variation of yoga and Pilates, worth, worth trying, not to mention it's super fun. And, you know, if you ever wanted to experience, you know, the passe and all those moves, um, this is a good place to practice it. And mm-hmm. No one is looking. Everyone's worried about themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true. I they do have mirrors everywhere, so you can see yourself. I've I've done I've done, I've done uh, bar classes, and it, it has been fun. It has been super fun. Um, yeah. So to wrap it up, um, Pilates and bar classes are both um, some interesting, unique ways to get some exercise and uh, keep strong in our later years.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think ultimately, any way by which we can move consistently without injuring ourselves is a good way.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And if you do injure yourself, guess what? We have ice baths. Let's talk about that. This is <laughs> a new oh bad. boy.
2: If- you know, as hot as Houston is right now, there's something chilling about uh, the concept of an ice bath. So, what are we talking about there?
1: So we're talking about ways to get full muscle recovery and, and, you know, premier athletes have done this for years and years. This is not new to them, but we are seeing more and more of the everyday population taking advantage of ice baths. There are companies now who sell portable ice baths, so you know they're a little bit smaller, a little bit tighter, so you're not using a ton of of ice in your regular sized bathtub. You get in, get out. Uh, benefits are improved circulation, mental resilience. You know, being tough enough to stay in there for one, two, three, five. I mean, some people really stay in the ice bath for a long, long time. If you are uh, just warming up to the idea of ice bath, um, one thing that you can do that's accessible to everyone every day is at the end of your shower, turn your faucet all the way to cold and see how long you can stay under the, the cold water I do this. I do find it's really refreshing. I do find it wakes you up. Um, it's supposed to be great for your, your hair, your skin, your um, you know, uh, they are also saying that it can raise your metabolism, give you a little bit of jump to the day. And I think it's something that, you know, Hey, you might want to try it. I can only get to like 15 seconds and you're not supposed to turn it back to warm afterwards. You, you, supposed to get, stay old to get the benefits.
2: Wow. Amazing. So, um, uh, I, I think, uh, it is worth a try, starting with the cold shower part. I heard a lot about this as well. The benefits the athletes particularly do this, um, but maybe starting with the cold shower is um, um, something we all can try. See, see how we feel. It sounds a little intimidating, um, but based on the benefits, uh, Christine, that you said you have experienced, uh, I think it may uh, it may be uh, worth a try. And it makes me also think of the um, people who jump, you know, do the polar plunge on New Year's Day. Kind of thing. Um, so, um, wow, that sounds uh, that sounds intimidating.
1: <laughs> well, try it out. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think.
2: All right, if I am extra alert next time you spoke to me because I've taken ice back,
1: <laughs> I will know. I will know. All right. So the last thing we're going to talk about is laughter yoga. So a friend had told me about this, and she had gone to a retreat where they did a session of laughter yoga. So I was just curious and I started to do a little research for the show to see, are there any laughter yoga offerings in my immediate area? I only found one and this woman does private lessons for like $450. A session. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's not something I want to try just to experiment this, especially for the first time. So I started to do a little bit more research and there's, uh, videos available that can give you a little primer on what laughter yoga is. Uh, essentially y- our bodies cannot discriminate from real laughter Versus um, artificial laughter. And I started thinking more about this, and I believe that's true because if you hear someone who has just an infectious laugh and they're laughing, <laughs> oh you know, the next room over or they're in the same room with you, all of a sudden, don't you start to laugh with them?
2: Yes, yes, that's <laughs> right. I mean, it it uh, uh, positively influences your mood. It, yes. it makes you pause and you're like, okay, I, I should join in the fun here. Um, and the point also, Christine, you made about uh, what the body thinks, um, whether it's real or not, uh, the positive effect of that, I experienced it with the thoughts that we have. When we have a negative thought from a perceived threat in the future, you know, we may paint a vision of the future that may or may not materialize. We worry about something, you know, we put stress on ourselves and um, that, you know, the body. Has no way of knowing, is there a real threat right now that I should protect myself from, or is it um, fake? Um, And you know, you just don't know, so it activates all your systems. Uh, So the importance of... um, what we do, whether it's real or not, uh, uh, it it goes both ways. We can create a positive effect. Um, So uh, that is a very interesting notion of, uh, you know, the benefits of laughter, I think uh, we know, but achieving that through laughter yoga, that is quite something.
1: Yeah. And they they do say there's actually a lot of health benefits from laughter yoga. So it says um, it can boost your immunity and it can, of course, reduce stress. And I think that makes sense. You know, if you, if you laugh or cry, those are all um, opportunities for the body to relieve stress. And then there's also a study that says it can increase cardiovascular health. So regular laughter can improve the function of blood vessels and increase blood flow. So if you want to try it, we'll have a link for folks. There's a five-minute laughter yoga workout and i encourage you to do this in front of your spouse or partner <laughs> so that they think you've really lost your mind
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe they can uh, you know the infectious nature will um touch upon them and they will be laughing which is the point of all of this
1: it's, it's true right it is true it is true Um, and then if you do have the opportunity, if you're privileged enough to do a laughter yoga class, usually it's practiced in groups. Um, again, I couldn't find any here locally. Maybe we need to start one (laughs) and, uh, yeah, so check it out, either do it alone, do it in a group, try something new and, uh, yeah. So I think, uh, those are some of the things that we had to discuss today.
2: Wow, love it. There are some really good um, things to choose from. And and I think ultimately, um, there are just a lot of different ways that we can take care of ourselves. um, And it's like the debate on what workout should I choose? What is the best time uh, of the day for me to uh, do that workout? And eventually, it is what works for you. Mm So I hope. ourselves included we try some of these and uh, at a minimum um, open up our minds and uh, and hopefully add to our um, you know repository um, some things to take care of ourselves in fun and uh, different ways because we don't want to be bored right doing any mm-hmm. of this.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So we'll, and we'll leave as we always do some notes for folks who want to follow up and and get more information. So intermittent fasting, there's, you know, a good link that we'll provide and you can be like, you know, Nicole Kidman, Hugh Jackman, Jennifer Aniston, they all do intermittent fasting. So I think it works for them.
2: Jennifer Aniston is doing it, you know. (laughs) We we, we got to emulate that.
1: Exactly. We talked about the ice baths, you know, could you try a, a, a real legit one or just uh, bring your shower all the way to cold um, Pilates and bar will, will also provide um, a couple maybe short, short videos if people want to get started at home. And of course, those sessions are more easy to find than laughter yoga.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I will add one more thing that I found to be a helpful practice, and uh, some of my friends um, have been uh, implementing that as well, that they said it helped, which is, um, you know, on Sunday, uh, let's say just set out your exercise schedule on your calendar. Wh- whatever you think you are gonna do, whether it's Pilates, laughter yoga, uh, bar, um, you know, running, walking, whatever it is, just set the schedule for the week ahead. One, it helps with my Sunday scaries. Um, mm-hmm. I am, I get a little less anxious about Monday because I know I've got some good stuff planned for myself. Um, and um, it, you know, when you see something on your calendar, whether it's on your phone, uh, on your computer, um, it makes you pause before you cancel it or not mm-hmm. do it because you made a commitment. Now, if there is some type of emergency, you know, work commitment, family commitment, work around it. Um, but it just uh, gives you that nice. Outlook of um, how you're planning to take care of yourself, just like you would put uh, a doctor appointment or a vacation commitment or a work meeting, um, and it just really helps to have that outlook. And I find that um, I keep that promise to myself um, a whole lot better than waking up in the morning and saying, "I wonder what I should do today," and and next thing I know, it, the time is taken by something else that probably is not as good for me uh, as um, you know. Uh, doing some some kind of good workout would be. So, you know, something simple, it it creates a little bit of accountability um, and also um, makes me feel like I am doing something good for myself for the week.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great tip. I think, you know, take care of yourself, get it on the calendar and the weeks can change from week to week. Right. So it's, it's nice to have that fluidity, but still be disciplined.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. Fun and disciplined. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's what we are trying to master fun and disciplined at the same time um so so you can have more fun in a disciplined way
1: <laughs> or let's be more disciplined about the fun we have
2: yes that's exactly right <laughs> that was profound Christine. that was profound i love that all right so we can uh, wrap up with that um anything else in closing
1: no, no, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we covered health. We know this is important. It's um, it's it ranks lower than social connection. You know, we did our, our friendship episode last week. So if, if folks haven't heard that one, definitely prioritize listening to that as well as uh, as some of the advice we shared today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's all connected. It all builds on uh, one another. And um, in order for us to thrive through all the transitions we may experience in life, we got to be present and and healthy as much as we can. Um, So do all that we can to help influence that um, to the
1: extent we can while having fun. That's right. That's right. So with that, we will sign off. Thanks all for listening and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Till the next
0: Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy, inspire, and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life, to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember... You are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time.